0: Thank you for checking out the Mercy Hill Church Sermon Podcast. If you would like to know more about Mercy Hill, you can visit us on the web at mercyhill.cc. Tonight we're going to look at what does the Christmas message mean for us today. J. Sidlow Baxter wrote this, Bethlehem and Golgotha, the manger and the cross, the birth and the death must always be seen together. So here we stand on Christmas Eve with the busyness of the day behind us and the anticipation of tomorrow in front of us. Soon the kids will be out of bed at 4 a.m. asking, can we get up now? Can we get up now? Can we open presents now? The age-old question that all kids ask, and the sacred time that you've spent over the past couple of weeks and months, getting just the right present for that special someone, only to find out it's the wrong size, then going back the day after Christmas to find out it's out of stock. I remember when I was a kid, one of the, one of the couple of the best presents I ever received. Um, one was this little toy plastic car and by today's standards it was it would be pretty lame it had no whistles or bells or whatever it had no lights it didn't shoot things was it wasn't remote control it wasn't even like you pull it back and go you just you had to push it actually you know you had one of those things and I remember just thinking it was so awesome because you could put a G.I. Joe guy inside of it and it was like a real G.I. Joe thing but it wasn't G.I. Joe it was like the dollar store kind of you know toy and then one year I got a, uh, a Legend of Zelda Nintendo game, and that was really sweet. <laughs> Take a moment and just remember a gift that you received as a kid that meant something to you. What if you are a kid? Well, if you are a kid, remember something that you got recently. <laughs> what was it? Think about it for a second. What was a gift you got as a kid that you really appreciated? Who wants? To, who's got? Who's got a gift that you want to share? Something that you remember as a kid. Yes, Joanna. Got an accordion. Wow. Did you learn to play it? No. <laughs> Do you still have it? Okay. Who else? What about a gift that you got? You received as a kid. Yes. yeah that's neat yes Josh what's that rainbow room okay Daniel you got your hand raised it's a gift from the Lord that's great that's excellent that and that's that's excellent I'm actually that's a good tie in for the verse I wanted to read tonight for us, because tonight we want to take a few moments and consider what is, what is the significance of Christmas? What is the, what is the Christmas message that, that year after year after year, it, it makes such an impact in people's lives, and such so really the, the, the whole entire calendar that we, we, we live by is Christmas is the holiday of, of the year. And buried under the, the presence and the busyness and the meals and all those great things, there is this profound truth that we celebrate. In John three sixteen, we read this: "For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him would not perish, but have eternal life." Long before we ever got a doll or a generic G.I. Joe toy, or a coat, or a TV, or anything like that. God gave to us what we needed most. Not stuff, but His Son. And the reason God gave us His Son, we find in the very next verse, John 3:17. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved Through Him. The greatest gift we could ever receive isn't a new diamond ring, a Nerf gun, American Girl dolls, a new car. It's relationship with Jesus Christ, just like Daniel said. It is relationship with Jesus Christ. And just like any other gift, this gift must be received. And it's received by believing and trusting that Jesus Christ came to earth 2,000 years ago. It wasn't some fairy tale that we celebrate. This is the the historical reality that Jesus Christ came, lived a perfect, sinless life, and died on the cross in our place taking the punishment that we deserved for our disobedience to the Lord. And then three days later, rose again. And as we trust in that profound truth, we can receive the gift of eternal life and relationship with Him. And that's the gift that's being offered to us tonight. And the reason that we celebrate Christmas year after year after year is simply because God first loved us and gave us His Son and gave us a relationship first. This gift carries with it not only eternal life, but it carries with it a hope for the future and a responsibility in the present. And we can either take this incredible gift that we have and kind of shove it back under the the, the Christmas tree and kind of bury it under all the presents and the, the busyness and kind of forget about it till next year. Or we can take an opportunity to allow it to affect our lives. Allow gratitude to grow in our hearts. Allow it to impact the way that we think and talk to other people and the way we communicate with our family. I want to close with this 2 Corinthians passage. Because as we go forth, how are people going to know the good news about Jesus Christ unless the very people whom have been redeemed and have received the gift of eternal life are the very people who are able to share it with others? Like our family and our neighbors and our co-workers. And this is what God has done in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5, it says, Therefore, if anyone We are ambassadors for Christ. God making His appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, He made Him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. Tonight we're going to take some time before we pray, Anna's going to read a couple scriptures and then we're going to pray together. We're going to, we're going to spend some time praying for, um, for our family members and those who don't know Christ and that we'd be the lights of the world. But Anna's going to share a few scriptures with us to help us to really give that focus for carrying Jesus into our world.
1: And behold, I am with you always, to the end of the age. Acts 1, 4-5 And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which, he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Acts 1, 8-11 But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth.
0: And so we're going to take a few minutes, and I'm going to ask us to gather together as, as families and as people have come here, gather together, and we're going to pray for three things. We're going to pray for strength to focus on Jesus in this incredibly busy season. We're going to pray for those who do not know Christ, who need to know the hope that we have as his believers. And we're going to pray for opportunity to be the lights in the world. That no matter what happens in the next 24 hours or for the next 365 days, that we would be the light and the hope for people who need to know Jesus Christ so bad. So let's stand. I know it's kind of awkward with the pews, but don't, don't feel awkward in doing this. We're going to play some music. And we're going to um, take a few moments to pray together. And then we're going to sing a holy night. So let's, let's gather together and pray for those three things. I think we might have a slide with this. Pray for strength to focus on Christ. Pray for those who do not know Christ. And then pray for the opportunity to be lights in the world.